The end is nigh as gay characters abound in the sinful new Star Wars book. We were okay with a space mafia blob holding a woman prisoner in shackles, but gays? Also, Labor Day sucks and the Waffle House is dangerous. And Vermont Comic Con's Jay Moulton stops by to talk about what amazing things to expect this month when the con touches down in Burlington, Vermont. Jeremiah Johnson. Would I really pull a card up to their Star Wars rack and be like, (laughs) (laughs) fuck you kids. Some little boy's like, mommy, he's taking my stormtrooper. Yeah, even better is go to his cart and pull it out. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do bigger than you, fucker? All right, well, why don't you tell the listeners how much of a dick you really are? No, I I won't get into my Star Wars collecting on air, but we'll Uh, talk about other stuff. Exactly. I just want to share that with you. Okay. Well. Oh. Well. It's been. It's been shared. Fuck. You already had. You record on me again. Now everyone knows. That, now everyone knows I'm a geek and an asshole because I'm literally gonna steal from kids. It's, it's the way you know we started this whole like, hey, why don't we pretend we start all candid and such? And, uh, and now you're like, let's just be candid. And, let's not just go and hit record. The problem is it's just you being candid, me deciding to be a dick and hit record. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just ask you about something really contentious. Be like, what do you think about that, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be like, I will not. Fucking and answer. suddenly I'm a racist or something <laughs> worse. I don't know, a Republican. Uh, yeah, which is has is racist and asshole and all that all bundled into one. Well, um, hey. well I, I figured it was a good uh, a good rant to hit record on because we're going to be talking a little bit about Star Wars today. We uh, are. Um, first of all, uh, let's welcome our listeners back to the show. Yeah. Uh, this is episode eighty two. Um, I don't know. We're uh, we're going to be talking about Star Wars. We're going to be talking about Labor Day. Yeah. Uh, a couple um, other things, maybe maybe Waffle House got, gets got, mentioned. Got a, got a little uh, got a little uh, extra uh, poop stuff. Yeah, we've lot. got a fun show this week. Also, yeah. we have an interview uh, with Jay, who is the uh, creator and organizer of Vermont Comic Con. Right, which we're uh, going to be at. Yep, we will be at that on September nineteenth and twentieth. And um, yeah, let's uh, let's start the show. Oh wait, we already did that because yeah. you did that without <laughs> telling me. I did, I did, I did. Um, okay, so um, first of all, I'd like to do a quick shout out to the In Session Film Podcast. Uh, we host their reviews on our website, thelostonepodcast.com. And uh, they're a podcast that we listen to. They do really, really, really good reviews of movies. Uh, it's a very fun, well put together show with some great hosts. And uh, you should check them out. Um, also, you should check out Audible. Uh, that's our sponsor currently. Uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash lost, you can choose from all their books, but uh, why would you? Because this week was Force Friday. Right. Um, this past Friday was Force Friday, which to those of you who don't know what that means, uh, Star Stop Wars... Stop listening. Go F yourself. Just kidding. I, didn't, <laughs> I, I, I just... I, I, I assumed I knew what it meant. I, I think mo- we talked about it last year, Yeah, too. we did, yeah. Uh, it's basically the day where all the new Star Wars merchandise comes out that coincides with this December's new movie, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Uh, it's your first glimpse, if you were interested in such things, of their toys, uh, clothes, books, video... Uh, no, no, no video games, actually. That was the one thing they abstained on, I believe. 
Well, I mean, oh, was, they have that those... Disney game where you have the little figures. Uh, oh, that... oh, like little, yeah, like little stuff. I was gonna say, video games take a while. I'm sure that's. I mean, they take longer than movies take to make half the time. Yeah, there's uh, there's two big games coming out this fall for Star Wars: uh, the new Battlefront iteration, which is like two months from now, I think. And then there's an iOS game for iPhones that uh, it's supposed to be like Destiny or World of Warcraft. Oh, neat! But for Star Wars. And for the uh, and canon with the new uh, new stories that are happening. That's cool, and they can actually do some pretty cool stuff with the old iOS games now. I, I know that they recently released uh, um, Final Fantasy VII. For, yeah, that for was my iOS. favorite of all of them. Yeah, that too. was it was like a game changing game. Well, game changing game back in the day. Um, <laughs> and but you know it shows you how far phones have. Got. I remember when that came out, it was so like huge for the systems and the PlayStation. Oh yeah, and it was like, and and now like the most powerful thing you could do on the PlayStation is just easy peasy on like a little handheld device oh, what a yeah. future we live in i know currently um oh yeah audible oh yeah um, right yeah so yeah. Uh, why do you bring you... this audible thing up Scott? Oh, well, it's I've as heard... if uh, as if there's something it's... that it links to that yeah we're talking exactly about. <laughs> well i mentioned before if you go to audibletrial.com slash lost you can start an audible account and it's a free month on audible and you get a free book on us by going to that specific link now, the fun part of this is uh, one of the new things that came out in Force Friday was a book called Star Wars Aftermath by Chuck Wendig. Uh, this book is available on Audible, and it is the first book to kind of delve into The Force Awakens and what's going on now. It takes place one month after Return of the Jedi. Sweet. It's canon, and it's not just some dude reading it. It has all the music from Star Wars in it, the sound effects, uh, character voices, it's like uh, listening to a movie with your eyes shut. Yeah, from, from I what I uh, which is the only way I watch movies. Actually, I'm <laughs> terrified of flickering images. So, um, uh, yeah. But the the thing I, I noticed actually, even the people who didn't like the story or something, because there's definitely gonna be like a lot of hardcore fans who downvote the book and all that kind of stuff. Almost everybody on Audible had it as a performance level of five. So the, they oh, were like, yeah. they were like, even if I didn't like the story, the performance was. Spectacular. Now, uh, but, but Scott, I'm just gonna I'm play devil's advocate here and say I don't have the thirty-one dollars and fifty cents to purchase this audiobook on Audible. It's a really expensive book, and if you buy the hardcover, I think it's almost the same price. Jeez, Louise! But man. if you go to Audible, like I, really I like did, it. and I started an account again because I had one months ago, but I let it go. I started a new one, meaning uh, I went through our AudibleTrial.com/lost link. And I signed up again, and I got this book for free. And I'm halfway through it, and I got to say, it's amazing to hear what happened after Return of the Jedi. Wow, and, and it's free. all canon, free. and it was free. It was a free book. I saved myself thirty dollars. That, that's doing much this. less than thirty-one fifty. And In now fact, I get, I get undefined my, less. I get early Star Wars geek out going on, and I got to say, um, I want to play an audio clip of this. And oppression, and have given our alliance and the galaxy beyond it a chance to breathe and cheer for the progress in reclaiming our freedom from an empire that robbed us of it. We have reports from Commander Skywalker that Emperor Palpatine is dead and his enforcer, Darth Vader, with him. But though we may celebrate, we shall not consider this our time to rest. We struck a major blow against the Empire and now will be the time to seize on the open. That uh, basically is hilarious because they did a really good job at all the voice acting. But the first thing you hear in this audiobook is Admiral Akbar, the big uh, lobster man, if you will, the it's a trap guy. Uh, his voice is pretty close to what it is in the movie. But if you think about it and you listen to it, it sounds just like uh, Christopher Lloyd in Back to the Future. Oh, really? Nice. And now I can't, it's interchangeable <laughs> for me. Like, whatever he's like. It's a trap. Like oh oh Marty Marty it's a drop like it, I I can't do it justice you almost have to download this book through our link for free 
to hear this and laugh at it just like we did. I mean, it's cool. It's good. It's still Admiral Ackbar. It's still the character. But they try, They do a... It's, it's Christopher Lloyd. It really is. Oh, what are the Imperials? What are, they're going to get in my DeLorean. <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. That's not bad. That's, that's not it's bad. It's okay. It's okay. That's not bad. No, I like. I mean, I don't know how good it was for the Akbar thing, but like well, for, I Facebook that out last week. I'm like, I, I have a sinking suspicion that Christopher Lloyd and Admiral Akbar are, are the exact same vocal impression based on my bad impression of both of them. Because <laughs> 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 I mean, like, oh no, the rebels—they're attacking! <laughs> it's a trap! Oh no, Marty, you get in the car! It's a trap! <laughs> It's a, They're almost the same uh, when I do it. When you do it. <laughs> yeah, but when you do it, I'm pretty sure Christopher Lloyd and fucking Paula Dean are the same person. Oh, oh there's so oh, much butter. butter. It's a trap. Deep fried butter. Everything's a trap. Yeah, Marty. I'm, cer- I'm certainly not doing it justice. But, Marty, you kids. But I can't urge you more. Like, for all the weeks we've told you, go to audibletrial.com slash lost and buy a, a fucking book for free and support the show. This is the time to do it. You like Star Wars. You like us. Do this. You get you get a book. <laughs> I don't know. I'm out of energy. I don't know how to fight yeah. harder anymore. <laughs> do it. You got a book. Oh, hey, you know, okay. You want a better reason to get this book through Audible? There's a guy. He has a Republican right-wing blog. His name is Earl Hall. Um, I went to uh, alanbwest.com to read his blog piece that he posted recently entitled, Wow, New Star Wars Character Shows How Far America Has Fallen. And um, we're going to refer to this man as an idiot. (laughs) He basically uses this article to tell us that there is a new gay character in the Star Wars universe. And when you say new, there's another one. There was another book a while ago that had one, so whatever. Um, But this book does have not one. Apparently, he didn't read past the one because it scared him too much. (laughs) There's actually four gay characters in the new Star Wars book. And it's kind of funny that he freaks out so much about it. This article is kind of amazing. I won't actually get too far into it, but I will put a link into our show notes so anyone who wants to go read it can. But it's another right-wing, wackadoo, conservative, uh, espousing how America is crumbling and society is ruined, especially now that Star Wars has been tainted with gay pride. Jeez Louise, man. Who would have thought in all the universe there would be at least one gay character? Yeah, no kidding. I, I, well, if you read the article, he does throw out percentages about how it's amazing there's like 25% of the population's gay now, I guess, because, of, because yeah, oh my God, it was so maddening to read it. Um, I like reading maddening things and getting angry. And then the, then the numbers. He, he has percentages that I'm pretty sure he pulled out of his not gay ass. Yeah, yep. <laughs> That's how he keeps the gay from getting in his ass. Yeah, he, just, he fills it with percentages. Various percentages <laughs> that he can pull out later. Oh, my asshole's getting too... Marty, my asshole's getting too filled with percentages. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> it's gonna... The, the only thing that I didn't think already. was funny is the uh, the gay character that he points out, I didn't even realize was gay in the story because I believe the one time where they make a reference saying, oh yeah, this guy's gay, is so fleeting and non-consequential to any part of the story that like... Are you think, I missed it, I think. Are, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And maybe we have a, a challenge for listeners slash us to create some very erotic fan fiction, gay erotic fan fiction between this Earl Hall character and, and all of the gay characters in the uh, Star Wars universe. Well, he liked thinking, that too much because it's weird. The book is written by Chuck Wendig, a, a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, three of the four gay characters in it are women. Okay. So I'm wondering if there's a little imbalance well, there. Well, there's an that, imbalance in that, the that, force. That'll be fine because there's still, there's still a <laughs> gay male character. And the three females, right? So yep. there can be like this dual orgy, gay orgy going on. So okay, and actually, yeah. that's the thing. True, that's that's actually true about the uh, the let's, the let's people you and have I issues do that. with the the issues that people have uh, generally like this 
with gay homosexuals is a lot of times they tend to I mean granted they'll they'll still fight against lesbians but really the things that really finally put them into action is like a gay man well that threatens me yeah. and then they get angry about hey, that. taking all that cock out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, girl's pussy yeah, that yeah, I want in my mouth. Definitely vaginas and, and whatnot. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, so yeah, uh, um, uh, I guess the whole point of this is Star Wars is awesome. Uh, Force Friday was a thing. Star Wars Aftermath by Chuck Wendig is available on Audible and you can get it for free if okay. you go to audibletrial.com slash lost. Perfect. Um, that is the longest ad I think we've ever done for this well, show. It was more about Star Wars than the ad. Because yeah. we, usually we don't even bother at the top of the show with this. Oh, if, if anyone cares, uh, I'm halfway through uh, Aftermath. It's quite the good story. Uh, it's not like the movies. Um, it's It plays differently. It's paced differently, but it's fun. And it really does read like a radio dramatization. Like it, It's very fun to listen to. In fact, I'm glad I'm listening to it over reading it because the, like, the voices of some of the characters are phenomenal. Yeah, I recently purchased um, uh, on Audible um, American Gods um, by Neil Gaiman. Oh, I love that. Which I, I'm I, on my which, second copy which I, I keep yeah, giving my away and, um, and, and I haven't listened to it yet, but so I, I read it. And the reason I actually got it on um, audiobook, what well, I was thinking about reading again anyway, because Neil Gaiman is awesome. Um, American Gods is awesome. But uh, but American Gods, the, uh, the audiobook, they released a version. I don't know if uh, all the versions were, but the most recent version you can get on there actually is played by multiple actors. And stuff oh, that's like that. awesome. So that it's actually like their characters. It's Did really more like sequel? listening to a, a movie with your eyes closed. Did you read the sequel to American Gods? Uh, no, I have not. And, and Asazi Boy? Nope. Really good. Yeah, I should. Really good. Okay, um, let's move into the show proper. Uh, this week, as we hinted at the beginning of the show, we have an interview. Uh, we talked to Jay. He is the uh, owner and organizer of Vermont Comic Con coming up on September 19th and 20th. Uh, you can find us there along with a wide variety of people, uh, celebrities, comic book artists, uh, cosplayers. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we should delve too much into it because I think the interview speaks for Absolutely. itself. Absolutely. I believe Jay's going to cover that for us. Here you go. We're here today with Jay Moulton. Jay Moulton runs the Vermont Comic-Con, which is coming this September 19th and 20th to Burlington, Vermont. This is the second annual, and we are going to be guests there this year, tabling in the main room. Uh, We have Jay here. Hi, how's it going? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Thank you. Uh, We'd like to hear a little bit about the con from your own uh, perspective. Uh, In the weeks leading up to it, we're going to be advertising on our own show and uh, featuring some of the individuals who will be attending, talking about who will be there, artists and such. And uh, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, what makes this con great, unique, and who's going to be there? I'm actually really glad you asked that. I've uh, given a few interviews before, and the great thing about this convention is we separate ourselves from all the other conventions around, whether it's New England or the country, we incorporate a lot of community rather than just traditional Comic-Con, comics, artists, vendors, celebrities. Um, we like to support the community. Um, it, it's really interesting that Vermont really never had one until last year. Uh, but the great thing about it is we we kind of have a collective of all the geek culture, the charities, the artists. We have a good mix, so whether... You know, of course, the comic bubble will burst at some point. Geek culture bubble will burst at some point. But when you draw a community crowd for community events, it'll never die. That's great. It's nice having it all housed in one place that's easy to get to as well. Uh, For a lot of people, San Diego and New York were the destinations. And it's nice having a a backyard con now. Yeah, we were saying, like, uh, growing up, like, in high school, you know, we were kids in the 90s and stuff. And I, I used to just look in the comic books and be like, oh, man, fucking going to a con would be great someday. And it'd be like, I'd either have, yeah, it'd be Denver, New York, 
or San Diego were our options. And as a 14-year-old, 15-year-old, that's not an option, obviously. So it's great giving that opportunity to kids nowadays. Well, you think about it. The great thing about Vermont Comic-Con, um, yes, I'm proud of it being a success, but the great thing with the con itself, you don't have to spend $100 a weekend or $200 a weekend to get in and wait in line all day. You can come in. You can go to all the panels. You can go to get some sketches. Uh, a lot of great vendors to buy things from, and it's all on a more uh, affordable level than most other conventions. I'm sure you've been to New York. I've been to New York, Baltimore, not been to San Diego. Um, I just feel like that's too much for me to handle. I like a nice, intimate environment where people can get those sketches and they can meet celebrities um, and not have to spend their, their life savings. Or, uh, But also, it's good to have one in your own state. It's good to be proud of your community. Exactly, and there's a lot of talented people around here in the, like the entire New England region. Um, I know you tapped some local artists, and uh, a few friends of mine are actually tabling there. Jesse Dorona is going to be tabling. Um, so is Randall Drew. And um, I saw some of these celebrities that you managed to grab from much further away than New England. Well, you'd be sh you'd be shocked. You'd be very shocked. Um, a lot of our guests are from the New York and Philadelphia area. So literally, we have zero flights for this year. We had about six last year. Um, so I'm very happy that we've grabbed a lot of people from right around the area that uh can i feel i still feel like we can add more to the show by covering costs and uh, of course it's all setting it up's all about money you know you have to have a budget just like any business um but to grab decent names at sort of a low price as far as flights and all that cost goes it's it just makes for a better show uh it's a lot of research it's a lot of hard work it's a lot of yeses and nos and a lot of negotiations yeah. I think it's fun that you have uh, Nicholas Brandon coming, who was Xander on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. A lot of people are excited about that, him. That, that's an interesting get. I, I, w I wasn't expecting that until I saw it drop on, uh, I think it was Facebook a few yeah, days I, ago. I, I would flat out say you got a boner over it. I, I was pretty excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the great thing is I've known Nick for a little while now. Real nice guy. Um, I know he's got sort of a stigma or sort of a reputation around the Comic-Con community. Um, I know him in a different environment. We've we've had dinner together. We've talked together. Uh, we've been to a lot of the same shows. Um, I've I've done some work in other conventions that I, I'm not going to uh, plug on the show because I just don't give a shit about them. Um, I've, I do my own thing now. Um, so, but um, we've got some interesting guests. We've got Hawk Osby, who's who's from the area. Who's he wrote? He's a screenwriter for Iron Man. Um, Brian O'Halloran and Scott Shaffo from Clerks. I, Double Threat from the View Askew Universe, Bob Camp, the creator of Run It Stimpy. We've got Rochelle Davis from The Crow, and this is one of her first conventions, definitely one of the first in the area. But And we also have Nick. I mean, so we, we're very blessed, and we're very proud to have these people uh, come to the show and see what Vermont's all about, and you guys can see what they're all about. But the the big thing for me, and this is going to take you back a little bit from my history, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say who I am. I mean, I went to college in, in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, I actually sent Brian a picture for me in 1996, my freshman year. So that's I'm 40 now. So it's that's kind of the thing. Uh, behind me was a clerk's poster in '96, and you couldn't get that on eBay. You had to go to Suncoast or the mall or whatever to get it. So uh, I've seen him at other conventions. Went out of my way not to meet him because my goal was to have him at my show. So it's a, it's a goal, a good goal for me. It's uh, it's a great way to actually uh, just wrap it all up into one one great convention so it's and on a personal level it's it's something i'm really looking forward to oh, that's uh that's excellent uh would you like to talk about some of the artists that are going to be attending i'm telling you we have some of the best artists especially for around the area we've got cliff rathburn who's worked on the walking dead um 
one of my all-time favorites, Dan Parent. I'm a huge Archie fan, especially Archie versus Sharknado. I just picked uh, that Blair up Shed. yesterday. I have my own copy I'm bringing. <laughs> yep. Excellent, excellent. I, I love it, and he's let us use the artwork for a lot of our badges. Uh, Blair Shedd, who's going to be doing an exclusive at the show, he's from Vermont. Uh, Bill Caramania, he's, he's actually considered to be one of the few people in line for the next editor-in-chief of Marvel, so kind of getting him before uh, he's unattainable. Uh, Charles Paul Wilson, who's worked on Captain America, My Little Pony, Hulk, uh, all sorts of great things. Uh, Jeremy Holt, who is one of my favorite people in the planet because I love the, the book Southern Dog. Uh, Matt Herring, who's in Doctor Who. The list goes on and on, but I mean, I could hype every artist we have, and they're all worthy of the hype. Uh, but overall, the people that we book at the show, I'm very selective of who we book because I want good people that will interact with the fans and not sit there like a goon. Uh, like you see at some of the shows, I want to make sure that every single artist, every single vendor, every celebrity, every media guest uh, is someone who is worthy of the people of Vermont. Oh, that sounds great. Awesome. Um, now, this event is going to be going September 19th through 20th. Uh, that is a Saturday and a Sunday, uh, 10 a.m. through 7 p.m. on Saturday and 10 a.m. through 5 p.m. on Sunday. Um, for anyone who wishes to attend, do you have any tips for them or any... Uh, Let's see, this is going to air about three weeks before the actual con. Uh, any forward notice or advice? Uh, my biggest advice is to mark your calendars. I would buy online early. We're well ahead of last year's pre-sales, uh, which is a total shock to me. I mean, I, I have low expectations for myself, and not the convention so much, but when there's no billboards allowed in Vermont, when it's very hard to advertise in Vermont, uh, we had a great crowd last year, and the fact that we're double the numbers right now that we were in pre-sales um, so far with a couple weeks to go, two and a half weeks to go, uh, I would recommend buying early because it'll be a lot less wait in line. But bring your game face. Bring your happy face. Have fun. This is what conventions are all about. Celebrate your geek culture. Have some fun with the panels. There's a lot of amazing people talking about uh, things you would never imagine, like comic psychotherapy at Vermont Comic-Con. Andrew Liptak, a uh, great guy from Geek Mountain State, the 501st and io9.com. Uh, one of my favorite people as far as geek culture goes. I actually use a lot of his stuff on my my radio show uh, from that website, so it's nice to have him local. Didn't even know that he was on that until uh, Vermont Comic-Con, but yeah, bring, Andrew, bring the great. family. Bring every, yeah, bring everybody. Bring the whole community. Just have some fun. Come find me. Say hi. Say hi to the staff. Now, give my staff a pat on the back for working so hard. They've worked hard for an entire year on this. So, you know, bring the entire family. Have fun. Just do yourself a favor. Have a weekend. Have fun in Vermont. The foliage is great. The beer is great. The uh, atmosphere is full. The town is safe, unlike a lot of conventions. We just like to put on the best show possible. Yep, that sounds wonderful. And, uh, of course, we will be there ourselves. Thank you very much, Jay, for coming on our show and uh, talking to us about Vermont Comic-Con. We're excited to attend, and we're excited to see all the people who come out to see us and all these wonderful guests and uh, to pat you on the back because I, I think you deserve it. This is this is really great. Yeah. We're very impressed. And, uh, no, definitely pat my pat my staff on the back. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I own it. Um, we'll get we everyone. We'll, we all work we'll, hard, but <laughs> the behind-the-scenes people are, are very important. Very much so. Yeah, they've been working their ass sure. off for a year, as you oh, said. Yeah. yeah. And uh, right. would you like to plug your own show while we have you on air? Yeah, um, my former, uh, I guess, we, we own a comic store together. My former co-owner, uh, Ken, my buddy Jimmy D. We have a show called The X-Cast. It's an uncensored show live on Spreaker.com, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mondays and Thursdays starting at 9 p.m. Uh, it's uncensored. It's all about geek culture, current events, headlines, movies, everything you want to know about uh, 
<laughs> life in general. You just tune in the XCast, Spreaker.com, a couple times a week. Spend a couple hours with us. You'll be happy you did, especially you guys. I think we should have you on. Yeah, sounds we'll, good. Yeah, little, we'll be happy to do it. We yeah, always love little, cross promotion. Little cross promo. It's good <laughs> saying the podcast culture is great. So definitely, but uh, thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate what you do in the in the business, and uh, you know, I look forward to having you at the show. Yeah, likewise, man. Thank you thank very you for much. Us. Excellent. Thanks, Jay. Looking forward to Vermont Comic Con. Hell yeah! And if anyone wants to uh, join us up there and say hi, we will have a mic set up all day. Uh, we will be interviewing a bunch of the celebrities and artists there as we find time, uh, either at the table or with a mobile recorder. Yep. And if uh, you want to sit down at our table and just want to say hi, we'll yeah. uh, maybe put you on air. The best of the best of the recordings will make it onto the show. Yeah. Uh, the rest, sorry, you're just not interesting. <laughs> so listen up and, and, and gauge your worth against whether or not we air your story uh, on, on air. Um, hey, Jerry. Hey, what do you know? You know what? What's going on? We're recording this show on a very special day, apparently. It's a, it's a holiday. It is. We're recording this apparently. show on Monday, which is Labor Day. Right. But what is Labor Day? Um, a lot of people actually confuse this. I heard people talking about the troops today. And it's oh, like, like Memorial Day? Yeah. yeah it's like, yeah. like, you're confusing with Memorial Day. Like, sure, they labor, but no, this is more about, like, but no, labor is, unions yeah, and this, working class this people. Is, this is for laborers. Yes. Yeah. It's a public holiday and a series of festivities, parades, etc., held in the U.S. to honor the working people. It started in Canada, and it's usually celebrated on the first Monday in September. Um, yep. Some countries do May first, but that's different. And uh, I don't know; people have varying opinions on uh, opinions on it. I, I personally am not a fan of Labor Day because it favors the uh, higher classes. Yes, or you should say you're not a fan of how Labor Day is implemented. The concept exactly. of Labor Day, were it implemented universally the way it's supposed to be, would be great. It would, but it really does just favor one percenters and other people in white collar well, jobs. I, yeah, I would say white, like white collar, so uh, white collar middle, to one middle class or like you know state jobs, things like that, that actually get the day off. I actually. Do do get the day technically off, but I often work just because I'm really busy. I and, I, I don't as a chef. That is still no matter what level you're yeah. at, you're still considered a blue collar worker. So yeah. I uh, I have to work all weekend well, and, I, and, and all day today. And prior to the job I have now, I was a retail and I also worked in a kitchen. And those are the jobs that I, I mean, granted it's a different type of work, so I wouldn't necessarily say I worked harder in those jobs, but it was a different, harder type of work and what I would consider labor work. Like actual laborers yep. is, is really like, and you know, my, <clears throat> excuse me, people who are, I mean, I guess maybe if you own a business like doing carpentry or something like that. No, whatever, but a lot but, of people getting you know, Labor Day off aren't laborers. They don't yeah. labor. They sit at a desk all day and yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, it's hard work. Yeah. But no, I'm sorry. Your desk job isn't that hard. If yeah. you sit on your ass for the majority of the day, you're not working that hard. Uh, well, I, you're I, not I, laboring I, necessarily. Well, yes. yeah, I wear one of these fancy little uh, computerized Fitbit watches. One of the ones that people mistaken for Apple watches. And um, I hit 10,000 steps on most uh, busier mornings by about noon. Yeah. And for 10,000 steps, that's the average of what you should walk in a day. Right. Like right. in the entire well, day. Well, when I when I got my um, – when I went from working at the restaurant and working retail before that um, to my desk job, within about a year and a half, I gained 30 pounds. I haven't gained a, a single pound since. It's just been holding it's steady. It's just a lack of activity. It's just, well, it's just exactly. So I, it's like I, my diet, everything has changed. Drinking activity, all that kind of stuff has changed. The thing that changed is I don't – and I because I never actively exercised before, but I was getting a ton Correct. of exercise. So I would I was at like a perfect weight, and then now I'm not at a perfect weight because yeah. I sit on my ass all day. Now I have to actively be like, oh, I've got to go to a gym or get on a fucking treadmill and burn some of my ass off. And I certainly don't mean to poo-poo your job being a desk job where you don't – in air quotes, like do said, anything. Labor, labor, labor versus it's physical work. labor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Physical. Physic physically working, and really, the the line really does get drawn that way. Where 
I mean, maybe again, there are definitely state jobs that are physical labor that get the day off. But for the most part, the people doing the pretty much there are a bunch of people who get the holiday off and they go out to do things and forget that the people that are waiting on them, these hospitality jobs, for the most part, um, the people business, the service business, the labor you do not get that time off. In fact, in fact you're it might be harder double time because yeah. you've got all these people who have the day off and are like, isn't this holiday great? Like, so I'd like to say that maybe like. Uh, universally nationwide people who get the day off could be considerate and possibly not go to businesses like don't eat out that day uh, don't get a coffee that morning don't don't do anything that requires another individual to have to go out of their way to help you as part of Labor Day literally just go to a state park or something and I know there's someone working at the state parks too but limit the amount of labor intensity that you force upon the public with your privileged day off. Yeah. It's only the nice thing to do in my eyes. I know a lot of people yeah, probably because, wouldn't agree with me, but... Well, no, but, and a lot of the things, too, is, like, uh, we don't, also don't want this to turn into, like, the minimum wage fight where it's the, the almost intended purpose of pitting the lower class individuals uh, being anybody that's, like, not in the upper 10% against one another by... Uh, misinterpreting what we're saying by being like oh we shouldn't have a labor day no we're saying everybody should have a labor day everybody so and, and so we're not saying like you shouldn't get your day off we're saying everybody should it's like with minimum wage when people were fighting about like why is it that i'm a paramedic and i'm making uh you know 15 dollars an hour now a mcdonald's person is going to be making the same or more than me yeah they're fighting against that as opposed to saying like no then maybe your wage should be increased as well instead they're pitting the lower class folks while the upper class sit there and smoke cigars in their uh, dungeon with, um, you know, slave people. And uh, and and uh, what else are they doing in front of a fireplace? Uh, you had me. A sex at, you had me at slave people. <laughs> 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 yeah, I figure like uh, they've got like a walkway made of poor people that go up to their house. I um, want a walkway more made of poor people. <laughs> <laughs> it's really you know, there's always somebody you want to look. You everybody wants to look to look down. You're making us, yeah. being rich sound really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think? It's obviously really good. Everybody that's rich is never like, eh, I want to go back to poor now. There's True. never been anybody except for me, like even like Bill Gates is like, yeah, I'm gonna go down, I'm gonna give all my money away, but I'm still gonna keep like a couple billion kicking around, like, just kicking yeah, around. Yeah. Now, uh, when we were doing this whole uh, Labor Day, um, I don't know, bit of research, if you will. Uh, one thing I decided right off the bat is uh, our T-shirt for the store this week is going to be a fuck Labor Day shirt. Um, I'll come up with something that kind of reflects our attitudes here and what we've already said. Um, off air, we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, how about like a person stabbing a pregnant woman in the belly? Ooh, close. Different, that's, that's close to what I had in my head. Different type of labor, but, but with dollars. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do, how about dollars are flowing out of her belly? Yeah, he's he's stabbing her or in the belly. Man. He's stab he's stabbing her in the belly with the U.S. economy. It's a knife that says U.S. economy. Right. And <laughs> yeah. dollars, yeah, are, dollars coming are, out. are coming out, and it's on a beach. Yep. Yep. Okay, so really we're making... and a beach ball's hitting the stabber. We're making one of those and really, the beach like, ball says subtle fun on it. <laughs> It'll be the most convoluted, like you know. Uh... Well, though, you know those like, political cartoons that <laughs> yeah. like don't like they, they have no capability of being subtle whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. they're pretty much every shitty political cartoon yeah. out there ever. Like the reason I fucking hate political cartoons is because exactly that. Like, oh, the knife is U.S. economy on it. I actually uh, made a T-shirt for last week's show, the Butter Turner Seven. Right, yeah, did I, you yeah, see the image I, I sent to you? I did. Yes. Um, it has not made its way into a shirt, but maybe when I make this one, I'll just double up and throw them up there. Uh, yep. the, we'll have a wide variety of shirts at our store based on these episodes in the future. Yep. But um, another thing that we learned about uh. Labor Day, when doing research, was Waffle House opened its first location ever on Labor Day. Well, it's kind of like what we're talking about, where the 
the it laborers. Was, yeah. Can you imagine opening a restaurant on Labor Day? I mean, that just happened in our uh, the town we both work in, Montpelier. Well, for for they, business, they opened a for Southern Comfort restaurant. It's it's a good day it to have a business because it means there's a bunch of people. Do, I mean, for certain types of businesses, I should yep. say. It's it's where people are walking around. They're going out and getting their food. They're going to the beaches, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Especially Labor Day. It's a, like the what they we consider the end of the summer. Really. Yeah. So. Um. In 1955, in Avondale Estates, Georgia, the first Waffle House opened its doors to the public. Uh, currently, they are in 25 states and have been established for a total of uh, what's the math in that? 60 years. Yeah. Mm, 60 years. 1,500 establishments. Um, why we're bringing up Waffle House is because Labor Day, Waffle House, our show. That's the progression of <laughs> thought. Our show loves strange stories, and there's no restaurant it, it, on earth that has spawned more strange stories than Waffle House. And we found that out. Uh, I mean, one, we kind of knew that a little bit because I've Waffle House is weird to anyway, go to one, too. That's the thing. Have you we ever been to one? I've never been to one. We don't live around a Waffle House. I right, vacation so. a lot, and I've seen Waffle Houses and Waffle House signs. Oh, mister, I don't want to work on Labor Day. Vacations a lot. Yeah. Oh, what do you do? You earn vacations now because you I work, so work hard? my fucking ass off and I have nothing in my bank account because I like going places. That's exactly what you should do. That's why you have vacations. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely seen my fair share of Waffle Houses, but never had the balls to drive up to one and eat at one because they scare the shit out of me. Excuse, excuse me. And then you have to like, yeah, but uh, apparently from some of these stories, um, good reason that to scare you. Um, now, uh, before we get into the stories that scare us, the, the one thing I found out about Waffle Houses that intrigued me was... Uh, there's a government agency that has actually created something called the Waffle House Indicator, yeah. and this may be the one good thing that ever came from Waffle House. Yeah, it's, at first I thought it was like uh, it was going to be a joke when I read it, and it's oh, sort of it sort of is, but it actually does actually give people an indication. It, it's a good gauge of how bad a natural disaster is. Yeah, the the, the head of FEMA, Craig Fugate. I may be pronouncing his last name wrong, but I don't care. That's all right. He fucked up Katrina. I don't know. He might have. Who knows? I, he didn't have George W. Bush, did he? I have no idea what he had to do with that. I just wanted to create something really political and contentious to go with this story. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> uh, the FEMA basically created the Waffle House Indicator. Um, this is a informal system of rating disasters in, in this unique way. He's using the statuses of local Waffle Houses near natural disasters as a measure of the impact of said natural disaster on a region or neighborhood. Yeah. And the idea is is that uh, if power, gas, water, etc. are in contention based on the disaster, uh, a Waffle House will operate under different levels of availability of these resources right. there's either uh they're either there's perfect, green good to go, green right green green, all, all green level wa waffle house all, all systems, systems go, go full menu and then you got a yellow level waffle house which is running at limited capacity uh this means they're using like a generator and maybe mm -hmm. a partial menu yeah i love uh, the fact that the, the menu is a part of all of these where like full menu good to go partial menu, generator yellow that means, that means like all the power is out surrounding the area but like there's enough to to generate power obviously on a generator for the waffle now that's funny because a lot of times you use generators just to get your systems down and close they're like no we're, we're it just means we, we can only serve a partial menu and the thing is knowing waffle houses you know damn well a lot of people natural disasters come into the waffle house because there's nothing else to do and they see the and lights they, on and they and, get pissed because there's only a partial menu and they think when it rips out of the ground and floats away the big yellow roof will attract <laughs> helicopters to save them because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know if anyone um, out there has ever seen a waffle house but they, they they are very well known for having a unique bright yellow roof yeah and, and the thing about it i'm pretty sure it has not the i i haven't checked this out specifically but the 
um, design looks exactly like something out of the 50s. Oh, so yeah. All, seems all like 1,500 Waffle Houses were made in 1955 so. and have not updated, cleaned, or changed anything <laughs> since. Same fry oil. Yeah, same fryer <laughs> oil. It's like just viscous, yeah. Oh, well, 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 well very few people understand is fryer oil gets dirty. Yes, it does. And it then dirty, very it gets clean again. <laughs> it cycles if you just leave it in long enough. You really, yeah. It's just, just uh, you fry enough and eventually it just becomes, oh, like it's more of like a motor oily thing, but that's what gives Waffle House its flavor. I'm guessing they probably fry waffles there. Correct. Uh, <laughs> I've never been to too. one. I, just, I, think, I think since they have like a lot of fried I think they probably like deep, chicken they, they beer batter a waffle and then deep fry Dude, that it. That sounds fucking amazing. Bread on bread fried. Oh, bread on bread action is what <laughs> I like, baby. It's uh, almost as good as that chicken on ch- uh, chicken action from like Double Down KFC and stuff. I almost added a, a story uh, but decided to push it away about Taco Bell introducing a uh, taco with uh, chicken uh, as, as its shell. Just a little aside. Doing it. Just say, I, Doing I, it. I, I ate a double down. That's right. Oh, God. I, 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 I ate three got... quarters of it and felt sick to my stomach. I, I think. Yep. I, I didn't know what came on it, so I just got it the way it was. And I didn't realize they added mayo to it on top of all the other insults. Like, here's your fried chicken with your fried chicken. And in the middle, there's cheese and a tomato slice and mayo. It's like. Oh, I like the fact that they, no. they, they they call the double down like a sandwich with with uh, chicken for bread, but really it's just a sandwich with two pieces of chicken with no bread. I think it's a fleshlight with the challenge of popping the tomato out the other end while you're working it. Did did it work? I did you try it? Ate three quarters of it. I could not fuck the last quarter. <laughs> <laughs> you, you it, was, it was a very sad afterthought. <laughs> you, you well, I gotta fuck the tomato right oh, out of that. God damn it! Now there's only a quarter of it. That's not fuckable. God damn it! That's not a fuckable double down at all. Nope. So I shoved it up my ass and drove home. <laughs> it's still there today. Uh, so we, we there's still one level of the waffle house. There is there is the red yeah. rating for waffle which really, houses, it's, it's which is not happening. It's yeah. a closed, a badly damaged, or completely destroyed waffle house <laughs> that gets the red alert rating. Which is funny. Waffle because house red. Waffle house red. <laughs> We've got a waffle house red. We God, need to no. send. We need to send choppers and rowboats into uh, Cincinnati. Uh, we're at waffle house red. We are at waffle house red. No, don't even bother. They're already dead. Help us, help us. Um, I, I think, um, and based on some of the stories I read, uh, it's not necessarily a natural disaster that it takes to destroy a Waffle House. It very no. may well be just the patrons. No, in fact, uh, okay, so every story and every uh, live leak video I've ever seen from uh, Waffle House involves, like, fights in the dining rooms. Of oh, yeah. Just the craziest stuff. And I'm going to lead off with our first story here, and this is about the opposite of that happening. Uh, Waffle House cook shoots customer to death. Now, who would ever think? You think when you go into a Waffle House, you're probably going to get beat up by someone eating their waffle. That's that's a given. You're just going to get hit by someone eating a waffle. Don't fuck with a man and his waffle. But what we have here is um, diner Adrian Mosley. Um, he's 33 years old. He died. Um, I should have said all the other prior statements past tense sorry <laughs> uh he got into an altercation with uh, sorry yes you should have he got into an altercation with a, a waffle house cook named uh quintavius martin who is 25 years old i'm guessing he's dead too so i'm just using past tense for all this yeah okay but um no no he uh, he got into an allocation with this cook uh in the wee hours of friday morning uh for anyone who out there who doesn't know waffle houses are 24 7 
They're the Denny's of the South. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's a really good. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Everybody uh, from our area probably knows Denny's more than anything. Yes, yeah, uh, like the four in the morning. Let's all drive to Denny's. Yeah, and actually, one of the things I was gonna post, but it wasn't that interesting, is uh, there is a uh, former like graveyard shift uh, Waffle House worker who actually did a an, an AMA on Reddit because apparently people cared so much about oh, what it's, it's like yeah, to it's work crazy. the like two a.m. after bars get out shift at the Waffle House. Um, yeah, this guy, uh, he went into a Waffle House, uh, with another man and a woman around 4 a.m. on a Friday morning. Um, the girl got into it first with a security guard at the Waffle House, which blew my mind when I read that. So, uh, Waffle Houses have security guards at night, some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not know that. I mean, in fact, remember a few weeks ago when we did that story about the, the Taco Bell that's decided to start serving beer? Yes. They have a bouncer, so it's not unheard of to have security at a fast food eatery in America. No, and in fact, um, one For of... all you Chinese listeners, uh, Australian listeners, Brazilian listeners, we have a lot of international listeners. This is America. Um, this is our crappy little country that we, we love and we enjoy living in. And freedom of speech is great, although you freedom, have it too. Freedom of everything, <laughs> but, but oh my God, we literally have security guards at our fast food eateries. Uh, well, I, uh, in a story later, I, there's actually a video posted on uh, Reddit of, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll get into that later. There's some videos we're going to get into. I'm just going to give you a quick description of it a little bit later. One of them had to do with a security guard. And Okay, in, I'm interested. In of, Here, I'll wrap in, this story up. In a lot of these up. cases, there's, there are security guards there, yes. Um, so basically, the, the the girl who was with the two guys uh, was told to leave the property by the security guard. Um, she left, and the two guys she was with stayed, and eventually they were told to leave. Uh, the cook refused to serve them because they didn't leave and they were unruly, and they got into it with the cook, and that's when Mosley uh, got shot by the cook. He threatened him, and the cop, pull, uh, the, cop <laughs> the cook pulled out a gun and said, uh, you come outside and I'm going to fire you up. Which basically meant you know, he wanted to shoot him. Uh-huh. And then he did because the guy got even more unruly. So um, He fired the, him right the, up. The cop got in trouble. Or the cop. The cook. Sorry. It feels <laughs> like a cop is shooting someone because that's what you'd say. Not the yeah. cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, the cook was in trouble for uh, not only uh, murdering the man, but carrying a concealed weapon without a permit. So Yeah. Well, you know, I say, I say at one point, uh, I don't know, is it really... After you've been charged with murder, do you have to bother with a concealed weapon charge? Yeah, just tack it on. Tack it just on. Just tack sure. it on. Yeah, why not? I would like start with that maybe and be like, oh, concealed weapon charge and murder like that. Like, like- be like, be like, not like murder and a concealed weapon charge. Oh, I like that though. I like the way you put that. Yeah. Like, oh, like we're going to get you on a concealed weapon charge. Oh yeah, that's not so bad. And murder and waffles and such. Um... Speaking of uh, Waffle House, Scott. <laughs> I was letting you roll on that, just sitting back watching. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Um, no, actually, one of the things I wanted to point out, okay, uh, you noted that the um, uh, Waffle House was started in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, this Correct. story we're talking, we just talked about the with the show. Was in Atlanta. Was at, at Atlanta. So I, I, I just wanted to type in, like, because I remember reading something else about Atlanta, um, Waffle House, and I was like, a lot of shit, apparently. Oh, because it said this was, like, the second shooting in the in a Waffle House um, in the area in, like, a, in the last month or something like that. Um, and uh, so, anyway, I, was, I just typed in, you know, Atlanta Waffle House, and it turns out, like, it makes sense why there are so many altercations in, in the Atlanta Waffle House, because they are by far the most uh, – there's the – highest density of waffle houses in atlanta compared to everywhere else by okay. far that makes because, sense because 
because and, and the thing is though it's by far it's ridiculous there are uh 132 locations in atlanta and that doesn't uh count for the fact that the second place with the most locations is cartersville georgia and that actually that actually includes the north atlanta suburbs um, and that's 45. And then down below wow. that, there's like, there's like 30 in South Carolina. Now, I understand things spread out like that. There's a center, and they spread out from the middle. And Obviously. But, um, like a spider web of shitty waffles. But 132. <laughs> and the thing I like about it is somebody actually was nice enough to make a, uh, a sort of Waffle House density map um, using the uh, uh, USGS um, like quad map. And uh, it's pretty interesting. Maybe post that in the show notes. It's it's popping around in there. I just like the map. I like anything data visualized. So uh, Waffle House is... Uh, it actually made me want to create um, an overlay map where you could switch between uh, different fast food chains and their density in different areas. So you can kind of see like oh, interesting. kind of the popularity, and that you know be everything from like McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, oh, Taco be, Bell. That'd be really um, interesting. Sonics, all this kind of stuff. Because I feel like it'd be neat to like switch between them and actually see like the density shift. So I feel like you. I feel like it'd be like a cop movie where they'd overlay all them and then start drawing on it, and it'd be like this spiral with a center point of like. This Waffle House, it's the epicenter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's and, where everything's happening. Or, or there's one point where it's high density for all four at the same time. You're like, that's like the the epic of... Uh, the U.S. map of Waffle House uh, uh, saturation forms like a giant lazy swastika. <laughs> it's, it's just a obese swastika. <laughs> Which is just a circle, actually, because they both blend together. Um, now, so, actually, yeah. I just pulled up their menu because I've never been in one. I was curious. It's like it's like chicken and waffles, right? It's basically, yeah. I mean, they have, a, I don't know, just a wide variety of stuff. They have steaks at mm. some locations. Right. Uh, wraps and sandwiches. I believe they have to put it's steaks kind of in quotes or... or like, spell it with a nope. Z. Steaks with an asterisk. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're so close. Oh my god, that's great. It's <laughs> kind of amazing. Oh god. No, actually, next to the 100% Angus burgers, there's also an asterisk. Yeah, and yeah. next to steak, asterisk, and eggs, asterisk. <laughs> Let's see, what doesn't have an asterisk on their menu? Uh, waffles, hopefully. Sandwiches in Texas melt, sides, grits, grilled biscuits and gravy. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. Salad, yeah. chili. So steaks, burgers, eggs, and steak again, all of asterisks. Hmm. I, I can't read the fine print to see why. Um, yeah, this probably has to do with the cooking at a certain temperature or whatever. Eating raw or uncooked eggs will. Such uh, food such yeah. as eggs, hamburgers, and steaks may contain harmful bacteria, may cause serious illness or death, especially if you have certain medical conditions. And eat them at the Waffle House. That, that's an <laughs> ominous thing. It's basically saying, like, unclean. We, 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 we use grade F and grade D, like, meat, in other words. No matter how many here. cigarettes they flick onto the grill, they're not sterilizing <laughs> any better than any other restaurant. <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> oh my god! All right, you also uh, found a subreddit that I was unfamiliar with. Oh, yeah, I'm, this, I'm this a one? huge Reddit okay. fan, so when I saw this, it I just my head exploded. Oh well, I mean, again, it came from you being like, just Google. You, like you started this out and said, just Google Waffle House. And uh, you know, I'm so actually adding it to my subreddit right yeah, well, now. Well, there, there's only like a dozen stories in there, but there have been some posts in the last few months. So I'm guessing occasionally uh, people do post them. I and got really it. What Waffle it is, House freakout. Uh, yes, and Waffle House freakout subreddit um, pretty much contains just about a dozen videos of. Waffle House fights, and there's actually the top uh, post is, does anybody have video of that person masturbating into the food at Waffle House? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's so the I, top post. That's, that's Did the, anyone respond with a video? I haven't, no, I haven't seen one posted there, but I, I I didn't dig too much into that one. I was like, that needs to be its own thing at some point, because I <laughs> wanted time to just watch the videos down through, and I pulled out like four that I thought were pretty good. Um, 
the and most of them are just like they're they're just fights. They're just any fight you would see on YouTube that if you ever just Google, you know, douchebags fighting. Oh, you could find whatever. millions of Waffle House fights. But, they're but, amazing. Yes. I this, watch them it, all the time just for fun. Well, this, you know, just starts out uh, with a Waffle House fight in Nashville, Tennessee. The Gators fans versus Vols fans. So, you know, it's it's a sports fight. Um, and uh, it's pretty standard, although it goes on for a while. There's some good, good old shit kicking that goes on. It's It goes from one end of the restaurant to the other. Um, Waffle House employee and gang fight. Uh, brawl in Texas between a local gang and uh, Waffle House employees. So this one, uh, once again, had the employees involved. And it, it seems like it was going to like resolve itself, and then it just went out and just fucking blew up. Um, the Kid Rock Waffle House fight. This I is heard security. about this one, yeah. This is security footage back from 2007, by courtesy the, of uh, TMZ.com. By the way, before you get into the story, um, it should also that be noted it. that we had a uh, Juggalo week a few weeks back, and ICP, Insane Clown Bossy, has also got into a Waffle House brawl. Really? Yeah. So it's something that, like, Detroit musicians, I'm using air quotes, yep. um, uh, you do uh, quite often, I guess, or rather twice. Um, now, now the last one actually is the one I was referring to earlier, which is three females beat up an old security guard at a Waffle House and get arrested for some reason. Um, obviously, for beating the security guard up, that was the uh, the last part. But the, the this actually started with these three women tackling this old man security guard, probably in his uh, I would say at least mid fifties, maybe sixty ish. Um, you know, probably thought, oh, Waffle House security guard gig, how hard could that be? not understanding what the Waffle House culture was like. Yeah, you basically need to have your gun safety off, cocked. Yeah. Like, ready to go. So this part, like, and this this video actually is interesting because it goes all the way through to the actual real cops showing up and, and figuring things out. But uh, apparently they, it started during the fight so that we weren't sure, uh, as the viewer, if it started for, like, some really valid reason. Apparently uh, the person said that uh, that posted the video security guard may have hit one of the women um, oh, or okay. in the face, which then caused... I mean, something has to happen for three women to just tackle this security guard. Yeah. It seemed like for a reason, whether it was justified, who knows, uh, at the end of the day, the three women got arrested at a Waffle House. I wonder how many... If there's a way we have like an FBI friend, anybody out there, who could use the fantastic FBI database to run a search against uh, Waffle House uh, um, arrests. That would be great. Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, for anyone who wants to see any of these uh, things we've mentioned or go find them on their own, uh, we'll post some links. Uh, we don't have a complete link list in our show notes on our website, but uh, honestly, you don't even need our help. Uh, when you're done with this show today, uh, take five minutes out of your life and just type into YouTube, Waffle House Fight, and you will uh, find some fun stuff. Now, Jared, when you were mentioning a moment ago about that person uh, inquiring about the video of someone jerking off into Waffle House's food. Yes. I was thinking, like, when I pour syrup on a waffle, I want to get, like, a certain amount in every single waffle square <laughs> portion. <laughs> and I'm wondering how many times you'd have to jerk off into a waffle to fill every pocket. And then I'm like, oh, shit. I, I, while you were talking, I was Googling on my phone because um, past guest on our show, Andrew McElfresh yes. from Education with uh, Kevin Smith. Right. On right. the uh, Smodco so Network. Education Andy. Um, yes. On a recent one, they uh, they figured out how much uh, you'd have to jerk off to fill a Tic Tac box. Really? And like like uh, on, on average, different people, like there are certain There's an average more, amount of yeah. semen that is made. I want just, to know. Just an average. And, and I want and to know they how found, many they found people, the cubic yeah. inches of a Tic Tac box and figured out how many that, times you'd have that's to. That's the easy part. <laughs> and I, I believe it was somewhere around 14 to 16 times to fill one. Which, I'll figure that out tonight. And uh, then I was thinking Get how what big I was is a pocket on a waffle and yeah. how many times would you have to do it to fill a waffle? Did you 
Google all of this while I was talking? Yes, and I came up with no answers, but it's a very intriguing question I, like I posed that, that the yeah. internet now knows I looked for. <laughs> Google knows you. Now when you start uh, getting cum waffle uh, advertisements for in Amazon, you'll know exactly why. I don't care if someday somebody releases my internet search history because all the fucked up shit that I don't want people to see is going to be mixed up with all the fucked up shit I don't care about people seeing. And when it meshes together, no one's going to know. Heads from tails. That's true. And I also don't think I'm ever going to be in a position where anybody will care about just about if it's if it's if any of my shit gets released, it means a bunch of people's shit got released. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, I like I'm not doing anything scumbaggy. I'm just searching for weird shit. And guess what? The same weird shit that everybody else is secretly searching for. Yep. And the other actually half of it we just talk about on the air anyway. So yeah. It's already no, out our, there. Our internet search histories are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> From yeah. this show alone. I actually, I, I most recently just searched for fucked in Google just to see what it would bring up. Actually, what will that bring <laughs> I believe porn. I believe, I just want to see what the first thing in my personal one fucked. Oh, just urban dictionary, dictionary, home, fucked up, dust to life, fucked up dot CC. Huh. Uh, today what? I fucked up. Reddit. That's a good one. That's a good Reddit subreddit. Is it? Today I fucked I'll up. I'll add that one yep. too. All right. Um, yeah, Waffle House. After the show's over, make sure to go and just type it into any search engine. Go on Reddit, find it. Go on YouTube and find it. Just enjoy a few moments of watching people be shitty in a Waffle House. It, yeah. it kind of makes your day. It makes you feel better as a person. Yep. And uh, with that being said, um, are we ready just to yeah, – I, mean, I know we went crazy with the Audible stuff at the beginning, but uh, I think we need a little bit of a break because it's 150 degrees. Let's, uh, let's take add, a quick let's break. Let's run the Audible ad. Run the Audible ad. Boom. Bye, Star Wars. In a world where people use money for goods and services, the Lost at Home podcast needs you to perform a service for them so that they can get money. No, not that service. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash lost and get a free month of Audible's audiobook service and a free audiobook on the show. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Plus, it helps the show. Got an iPhone or Android? Then download the Audible app and listen to your book anywhere you would listen to a podcast. Thanks for your support. Now, jump to it, fuckers. Very well. That yeah. was Audible, so buy stuff once again. I think 50% of the show has been us... Talking about Begging. Audible this week. Come on, come on, buy something, will you? But uh, a lot of it's been justified. I was um, thinking of calling the show Gay Star Wars Waffle House. Okay. But we could call it Audible. <laughs> <laughs> buy some fucking books for the love of God, please. Buy some books. Buy no, it. No, just buy that Star Wars book. It's fucking awesome. Don't, well, no, yeah, don't read actually, it. Not, Listen to it. It's so it, much better. And it doesn't matter if you, uh, if you buy the book. Uh, or, I mean, sorry, buy anything. It's a matter of signing up under our Yeah, brand. just sign up under our name and you Great, get... I do you, it wait, 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 wait. They get 30 months free. 30, 30 months. <laughs> 30 days free. <laughs> yeah. They get 30 months, days get free, month, but yeah. guess what? If you cancel, we still get the money that is promised to us yeah. as part of the trial. And, so. As a warning, if you like audiobooks, you might not cancel because I've had it now for oh, yeah. uh, eight months. I, I signed up being like, oh, I can get that free I'm trial. on my second membership. And, uh, and, and I just... Let's see. Uh, recently, yeah, you can get it for 10 days. Cancel. Keep the book and keep listening to it, and we still get our money. Well, I, I, re I You recently, can download your book and literally go right to the website and cancel immediately once you get your book. Oh, you got it, yeah. And listen to your book and have it and not have no commitments. You, you pay nothing. You just got a free book, and we get some money. And uh, well, We need uh, well, that money to make the show work, too. It's I re not free. I recently uh, uh, went, I, I finished the um, series Mr. Robot recently. and uh, Is it any good? I've been wondering. I, I really like it. 
Christian and, Slater, right? Uh, well, I mean, he's he's actually a very he's relatively minor. You're talking, well, you're talking about the dramatic, uh, slightly future noir series. Uh, uh, I think noir was the wrong word to use. But the slightly futuristic series on TNT, correct? Uh, USA. Yeah. Oh, I, they're interchangeable for me. Well, I've actually, TBS and TNT are owned by the same. But are they owned by USA? TBS, as well? TNT, and USA are interchangeable okay. to me. I could care to, less. To you, yeah, yeah. They're like the, they're base, the same network. The basic cable. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a good series. I actually wasn't really aware of it. And plus, I think even if I had been made aware of it on my own, I may not have like gave it much thought because it's on USA, and I'm like, yeah, what the fuck do they have to offer? It's going to be watered down. Uh, for a hacker series, it's the only time hackers have ever been done justice for real because it takes a lot of the glory out of hacking, and it's like most of hacking is reading people and guessing passwords it's not really like oh i'm gonna get in their virtual reality and ones and zeros are gonna fly at me <laughs> it's like, like it's like it's Stephen like Stephen colbert in the colbert show like yeah. typing <laughs> where he just smashes yeah, his fingers it. actually and, uh, 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 and i'm all over the place tangentially because you mentioned Stephen colbert my first notice of that ever was when he was on one of my favorite shows of all fucking time with one of my favorite human beings of all time amy sedaris in strangers with candy and he played uh, one, the teacher in Strangers with Candy, and he's like, he's like, Candy, I think we got to stop talking about that, whatever, and start talking about your failing grades. I've crunched the numbers, and it just shows like a close up of his hands smashing this, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like the, the ca- old school that. calculator. And it's, and he's like, and it looks like you're failing. She's like, but it's only the first day of school. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Fucking everybody go out and watch Strangers with Candy right now if you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, go watch it again. I watch it at least twice a year. All the way through all three seasons. It's amazing. It's the best thing Colbert has done, actually. I think I have one of the seasons on DVD at oh, home, it's but the not funniest, all of them. It's the it's funniest amazing. fucking thing ever fucking made. Anyway, so I don't know where I was going all over the place with web it. I think it's time for web droppings. <laughs> web droppings. Uh, so this is, uh, we just got a couple of web droppings because we're, uh, we we just do because that's why um, yeah, we, could, we could have plenty brought, more um, you did all the heavy lifting this week on web droppings what do you have uh, the main thing I want to bring to the table really is I just thought it was really funny because of this mainly because it's one paragraph but apparently there is a uh, Staten Island lawyer who is uh, seeking um, or asking a judge to sanction a trial by combat to resolve a civil suit in which he's accused of helping a client fraudulently transfer assets now the reason he's doing this because he said the allegation uh, made against him or, or plaintiffs or whatever but against him and his client are so ridiculous that he's like I'm actually going to file this ridiculous yeah uh, er- everything he's doing might bring down the entire house to Garion yes maybe maybe if he doesn't win this case the Lannisters will be triumphant other Game of Thrones <laughs> There's, there's a midget. <laughs> actually, um, actually, here's the other thing. I, uh, this has actually turned into a "What has Jeremiah been watching recently?" thing. I uh, started watching the uh, uh, series Narcos on um, uh, Netflix. Have you seen that about Pablo Escobar? Oh, the, the the famed narcoleptic. Yes, the famed narcoleptic. <laughs> yes. uh, oh, Pablo, you're passed <laughs> out again. <laughs> oh, passed out, Pablo. <laughs> For years, Pablo would be found on the streets of Mexico City, passed out here and there. We never knew exactly where to find him, but when we did, we were like, Pablo, yeah, wake 13, up. 13 wake riveting up, episodes about this Mexico City uh, uh, man who fell asleep in random places. Yeah, yeah. Last episode, fell asleep in the middle of the street. I love how the show starts. It's like, dun dun, narco. Que pasa? <laughs> so, so, 
So Narcos, um, Narcos has been pretty good so far. It's been getting really good ratings, and uh, I like I, I I watch a lot of stuff about like the drug trade and stuff. Those uh, it's just there's it's fun. It's like watching stuff about the mafia, you know. And this is Pablo fucking Escobar. Um, yeah, who famously fell asleep everywhere. Yeah, pa- yeah, Pablo Escobar. Oh, muy siesta biblioteca. very sleep book. <laughs> or, you know, Bigliotega is that library? Yes. Very sleep library. <laughs> it's broken. It's broken Spanish. <laughs> we should have gotten... He, he was such a narcoleptic, he didn't even learn his own tongue. Why did we get... He only learned enough words to, like, describe what was happening and where. Yeah. <laughs> no adjectives or adverbs. We got Scott Bear to play this Pablo Escobar, for Christ's sake. Why did you hear that goddamn, uh, uh... uh Inter, uh, impression he did on that podcast? Ah, it's a trap. <laughs> Pablo Escobar, no. See? That's no yes, actually. <laughs> See, those are the, uh, that's the amount of Spanish I know, other than apparently being able to translate your very, very, what did you say? Very sleep biblioteca? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of other words in Spanish I knew, but I can't really think of a whole lot. Gato? Uh, we live cat? really far north. We're on the Canadian border. El Negro Gato, right? Or, oh, that's a black cat. Right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, muy siesta negro cat. <laughs> that's a very sleepy Beard. black cat. Yeah, okay. Or a nap. Um, Donde es biblioteca. So, oh, oh, so, muy siesta. So, Narcos <laughs> is actually about the drug dealer, or sorry, the drug trafficker, who, who Pablo had narcolepsy. Um, and famously the, the, lost his drug trade because he was falling asleep. He and fell asleep. Stealing his coke. <laughs> he fell asleep and people shot him up Scarface style. But they missed because his head was down and they shot at head level if you were awake and just oh. shot over him and they were like, oh shit, he's asleep. And that didn't yeah. wake him. It's well, you don't really. Like, <laughs> Let's like, take his coke, which also should be keeping him awake. In the well, it should be, but he was just he didn't care that much about it. It was like the the famous scene in Scarface where he like buries his head in the coke. It's actually based on a Pablo Escobar where he fell asleep in a pile of coke. Yeah, and just, somehow just yeah, didn't just wake up. Fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was sleepy from doing too much coke. Yeah, just like all this coke tuckered me out. Well, it's like Ritalin for people who need it; it calms them down. For people who don't need it, it energizes them. Right. Same with him. He had coke narcolepsy. Yeah, coke. He, he, he had cocolepsy. I think it really. I think it energizes everybody the same amount. It's just a matter of that when you're energized, you're focused. Because people get have the same level of focus. He was focused too. He shit. napped like a motherfucker. Yeah, he, he was like Rip Van Winkle can eat my dick. Like this a, motherfucker's like got a, it. Like Damn. an, like an, a, 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 an abuela. Don't just don't just don't even <laughs> I don't said poutine. Just don't <laughs> just don't mash up languages anymore. Like a, rape like Spanish. Ab- like an abuela poutine session. <laughs> Stop raping Spanish. Um, That's where you rub your grandma with cheese curds in no. Canada, but you have to smuggle her through the U.S. first. <laughs> Oh, the famous uh, gram- yeah, he, grandma trafficker. He Pablo smuggled Escobar. a grandma from Mexico through the U.S. to Canada just to sexually smear her with curds. Yes, because there's no other way to smear sh- your grandma. Curds and sexually whey. There's no other way than smearing your grandma with, with curds. curds. Your Mexican grandma. Oh, man, poutine. I don't know what's grosser when she doesn't make it through both border changes alive and you still smear her with the whey and curds or when she does and then protests. Mm, I don't know. Which would you rather rub uh, curds onto? Your dead, dead, grandma. dead grandmother dead grandma. or live grandmother? Dead grandma. Yeah. 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 Well, because I mean, let's face it. There, she's, I mean, grandma is pretty much a dead person that just happens to have enough breath to walk around in. Like they're they're still all wrinkly and dying like and stuff. Like so there's, there's not really going to be much of a change. They smell bad. They do. They well, especially if they're from Mexico. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Remember the thing at the beginning of the show? You'd be like, you're going to make me sound like a racist someday. Nope, did it yourself. I'm not being racist. No grandma that works in a churro factory smells good. Okay, that, oh, so it was because of that. It, yeah, right. Oh no, she's basically. Everything that. sounds bad, take it out of context, Cher. <laughs> that was in context. I didn't take anything out of I, I used in context, everybody heard the whole thing. No editing. <laughs> You, oh, oh, you said everybody says from Mexico. the editor of the show. When like when this whole thing airs, I'm just gonna be like, this. That's true. I, mean, I don't know if you heard last week uh, when I said I would add a sound effect. I added a sound effect of me raping a horse. Um, so you never you never trust me with the editing capabilities. No. Um, that being said, oh, except that, except to do a good job. Now, what's up with this Pablo Escobar fellow? <laughs> it's not even about. Like the funny thing is, this is. This is like two stories removed from the original story. No, the, what I was going to mention is my favorite. Can you just tell me what book he wrote? My favorite, I'm curious if it's on Audible. My favorite character <laughs> and how gay from Game of Thrones in the past few seasons. Oh shit, we're on that story. Um, uh, be like played. It plays in this new series. I was wondering where I saw him, but it's the guy that played uh, the spinoff of Game of Thrones. Oberyn, uh, uh, you know, um, you know the house, uh, house, house Targaryen, uh, house, house Lannister, the Iron Throne, Tyrell. Midgets. Martell, uh, Martell, I think House um, Direwolf. And uh, anyway, he, he was. I'm just he saying was a, words. He was at this the cool point. guy that you wanted to win in the fucking fighting pit. That uh, oh, spoiler the alert that got fucking the killed, Viper. smashed, blam. You know he. So he was protecting the the house. Um, whatever house they're from, I might I think it might be Martell. Or yeah, might be. Um, anyway, uh, Ober Oberin, I think was his name. Um, the Viper. And I'm, I'm really hot. I can't remember anything. Anyway, so he's in Narcos. Boom. Says talking, every attractive woman ever. Goes back to <laughs> goes back to Game of Thrones. This lawyer uh, decided that he was going to um, seek trial by combat. What does this have to do with a sleepy Mexican? <laughs> Nothing until that. you got involved. <laughs> how did we get on that rant? I know exactly how. I'm not going to give you a chance to get back on it. <laughs> Because you will fucking go. Here's the thing. Okay, Richard <laughs> Richard Luthman uh, wrote in a brief recently filed in its state Supreme Court, um, uh, St. George. Uh, as such, the undersigned... Okay, actually, let me read... Uh, as such, the undersigned, Luthman, respectfully requests that the court permit the undersigned to dispatch plaintiffs and their counsel to the divine providence of the maker for him to exact his divine judgment once the undersigned has released the souls of the plaintiffs and their counsel from their corporeal bodies... bodies uh, personally and by the way of a champion. That is fucking beautifully written. It is. That is pretty much him saying we need a fight to, to the, the death, death, a trial by combat. And you can substitute. To to dispute uh, this, this case because he was pretty much like, if the case isn't dismissed, I'm going to point out how ridiculous it is. And technically, Luthman contends, um, uh, the trial by combat has never been outlawed in the United States or in New York State. Um, really? Yeah. Now, just because it hasn't been outlawed doesn't mean that they're going to actually they have any legal precedent to allow it, of course. But it, it's him trying to um, point to the fact that uh, it's ridiculous that he's getting charged for this. Now, granted, he could very well be. This sounds like something a kind of a shyster would do anyway. So I, I feel like maybe he was helping his client uh, fraudulently transfer funds or whatever. Yeah, it, um, it sounds shystery. It sounds like an attention grab. It sounds yeah. like a deflection of facts and what's actually going on. Yeah, because it's like, oh, like too much, like he's taking too much defense at something that he's supposedly innocent about. So if he's truly innocent, why not just let it go to trial and be like, and be yeah, this sounds innocent. like, a, yeah, it sounds like something. So, but it's hilarious. Maybe guy. he loves money laundering and also really wants to kill a guy. <laughs> 
He's like fucking legally win, like win-win, baby. Win like win. I was laundering all that money to buy myself a slave to kill. Well, just I feel like, like he's gonna go to some white slaver, find some teenage girl from Montana and be like, yeah. Arr with a broadsword. Those poor and people just kill one of those one of those poor fuckers working down at a restaurant. It's probably somewhere. what he really wants. And he's like, Well, if I can't uh, kill chop. a teenage girl from Minnesota, then I'm gonna fucking do trial by combat and kill my uh my accuser in court. This guy definitely had Labor Day off. <laughs> to write that? Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> the only time you could write that. Did you um, still want to so, cover this Craigslist story that we have in the docket, or do you want to move well, right on well, to AV Club? Well, you just you just mentioned it, so I might as well mention it here okay, really okay. quickly. It's a good story. Um, because it's it's really quick, just because... Uh, why I don't, don't care why if we run over. Fuck it. Whatever. Um, it's Labor Day. I shouldn't be working. Yeah. I shouldn't so, be on this fucking podcast doing work. Fucking stupid podcast. Let's just spend longer doing work. this podcast. Yeah. Um, this isn't work. It's joy. Uh, this it is really just, isn't This work. is just really funny, because it's ridiculous how somebody, like... So badly wanted to get away with an affair and not get caught by his girlfriend by it's not really it's this person in Colorado Springs um I guess got a I'm guessing like an escort a woman off of Craigslist that was supposed to come to his house yeah and um hey surprise his girlfriend came home first one while you're not doing uh what are they I like that it's worded it, as first like is it was out- it okay if she came in second. Is it an out call or, or in call? Uh, well, I don't know, whichever one. Like, why he wouldn't just choose to go to an escort's place versus have one I don't think you go to escort's places. No, I think you no. go to neutral territory or they come to your yeah, place. Yeah, well, that, well that, I guess that's what I mean is is to their territory because most, most do. It's not even there. It's neutral. It's, it's, like a, it's like a waffle house. Yeah, but it's of their. You meet at the waffle but it, house. But it's of their choosing. They say, you, come to this place and yeah. You discuss yeah. terms over waffles and chicken and yeah. then you uh, go to the no-tell motel. So, so this, so I just don't know Hashtag why. No-tell in other motel. words, I, I don't know. I've apparently, I, I think most of them will, <laughs> would prefer meeting in a, uh, a neutral location. Because then their pimp could be on, you know, hand. You know, he invited her to his actual house and his girlfriend walked and, in. Well, yeah. And the fact that his actual house that his girlfriend had access to or maybe lived at. So his girlfriend came home. Um, By the before, way, this is at 2, 3 in the morning? Uh, yeah. Yeah. After 3. Um, and so, so okay. Yeah. The, the uh, said invited a woman he met online and gone Craigslist to come to his uh, home after 3 a.m. Wednesday so they could get better acquainted, quote unquote. Once again, even if it's not an escort, sounds like escort talk uh but he's, use, not he's using escort. language that isn't criminally criminally liable yeah but even if it's not that why you still wouldn't be like hey i have a girlfriend that might walk through my door any second maybe we go somewhere else like say a waffle house um so anyway he ended up the girlfriend came home and instead of like trying to call anything off or whatever maybe she didn't the other woman didn't have a cell phone or he didn't have it when that woman showed up he called 911 on her saying that she was intru- an intruder and broke into his house, and she, he had no idea why she was there. Uh, and it's I just think kind that's, of the stupidest thing to do in this situation. Okay, because just it's just going to girlfriend that you bought be, her a threesome. It's going to be proven through records that she has. Oh yeah, this, computer woman, records, yeah. phone records, everything. Because the other woman is obviously going to cough those up, being like, "No, I was asked to also, come over." Also, it's a big crime to lie to nine one one. Yeah, that's the thing is you're you're doing harm that way, and your girlfriend is still going to obviously find out the truth, and you're going to be in legal trouble. Yeah. Instead of just being like, hey, guess what? Just like, well, stick my dick in things. And, no, uh, no, not even deal. that. If you're if you're committed to to doing all this, I say you literally you man up, and you're like, you know what? I bought you a threesome. Yep. Because <laughs> we all know we always I'll, buy a threesome I'll, for the woman. Yeah. yeah every threesome happens because the woman wants it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we surprised you with. Uh, really uncomfortable lingerie and a threesome. Yep. No, this happy guy's, birthday. This honey. guy's a complete fucking scumbag and gets everything he fucking deserves. That that's just irre- irreprehensible. It's horrible. But how he dealt with it, if he really was thinking quick on his feet, would not be to call nine one one on this girl. Would he literally be to like, 
honey, I knew you would never go for this. So I'm forcing this situation to happen, no matter how uncomfortable this is. Look at her, huh? There's three this? of us. We got all the right parts to make this work. <laughs> There's at least one dick here. Yeah. I haven't vetted her yet. And that's literally what <laughs> I mean. Goes, Sorry if her is offensive. We'll find out later. <laughs> yeah, she's a wild card. We don't know. Yeah. You could be getting spit roasted or not. We yeah. don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I'm good either way, honey. I don't know about you. So yeah, happy I don't birthday. care if she's a trainer or not. I'm going to get hard. Yep. So that's, I just, I just thought that guy uh, handled things. Is a moron. Yeah. Handled things incorrectly. He's a cheater. He's an asshole and a moron. Yeah. And, and he deserves stupid. whatever he gets out of all of this. Stupid. I'm guessing broken up with a little bit of a slap on the wrist or something like that. Now, before we leave us, our show, you, everyone this week, uh, we have a quick AV club segment. Um, Isn't that where you sing? Uh, usually you go, uh, um, uh, we need an intro. Uh, yeah, usually I, pro I prompt you, but we talked about it before yeah, the show, so I just right. figured you would jump right in. He goes, we um, just had some weird dead air there. That was the intro. Okay. See? All right. Uh, don't even ask me about it. 911? There's an intruder. <laughs> He's on my podcast. <laughs> Get him out. Wait, he embarrassed you about a dead air segment, so you decided to double down on that and blah, 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 and do-do-do-do? So, hey, remember uh, that guy Tico? We had Tico Flores on. Mm, what was it? Past May, June ish. It would have been for. It would have been around the time of the last uh, Chase Con. Yeah, it was around the time of the last Chase Con. Um, we interviewed him on our show. And we had him uh, on for a very brief segment, actually. Yeah, we uh, interviewed he, him at Chase Con. Yeah, he's an actor. He does stunt work in various things. He was on uh, the James Spader show. What was that? The Blacklist. Uh, played a member of a SWAT team on an episode. He's also yeah. had a handful of other little roles in movies, done some fun stuff. And we also um, spoke to uh, to, to Moses, Moses Harold, his friend. Actually, we didn't air like what we had recorded. We didn't. Yeah, yeah. It was too. It was a little backed up because of background noise. So it, we was muddy. We, yeah, we, it yeah. wasn't there a clean was that recording. We, and we had yeah. So and we, we we wanted to get everything out in a certain period of time. But we we did talk to both of them. Yeah, uh, Tico's came out uh, pretty well, so we aired that one. They're both they stuntmen. They they do uh, sword fighting. Uh, Moses is known for doing like a Jedi style sword fighting program uh, he goes to cons and shows people how to sword fight responsibly as a cosplayer and uh, the two of them are friends and have appeared together in projects uh, most recently uh, the bland I, I, I don't want to call it a band it's Black Violin um, Black Violin is essentially two gentlemen who do hip hop violin uh, sometimes they have guest artists uh, doing vocals over their tracks. Yeah. Sometimes it's just it's instrumental. Still, it's a musical group. It, it's, it's a still musical a band, group. Technically, if it's more than one person. Yep, right? I've listened to them since their early beginnings back in the early two thousands. Uh, big fan myself. Ooh, hipster. And it was amazing to see their new video this past week, Stereotypes, and who was in it? Uh, both Tico Flores and Moses Harold, who we have talked to and hung out with uh, and interviewed. Uh, both appear in the video as fencers. Awesome. And uh, it's really, really fun. They, you get to see their faces at one point. It's not like they're just those mysterious fencers credited in the end credits. Uh, it's a really good track. Uh, Black Violin knocks out of the park again. They're always really, really, really good. Uh, go back. Uh, their full catalog is not on Spotify. If you check out other music streaming services or just look online, you'll probably find the rest. Um, but here, I think this week we're going to go out on their new track, Stereotypes. And uh, embedded in this, uh, the, the show notes on thelostknownpodcast.com, you will see the video itself where you can actually see uh, Tico and Moses as the fencers right. uh, in the video. And it's a great song. It's a great video. So uh, hopefully in the future, maybe we'll get a chance to talk to the Black Violin themselves. Uh, Tico's hinted that maybe he can get us in touch with them. So yeah. fingers crossed. And uh, this week we're going to go out on Black Violin stereotypes. But before Jer pulls the trigger on that, you can find us on Twitter at the Lost at Home. 
Uh, Jerry, you specifically are at Sonic Jalopy, and you can also find Bruce Bruce Moran, our uh, absent Aust- Australian commentator, who yeah, yeah. needs to come back soon. Yeah, we should get him um, back. Yeah, yeah, at Dingo Droppings. Yep, and also make sure to go to at the or not at, but the Lost Known Podcast and uh, when you click on the store link at the top of the website. You will be brought to our store where we have our new weekly episodic t-shirts. Uh, Anal 69 license plate from Idaho is still mm-hmm. up. From the um, from the classic fuck Idaho segment? Yep. Uh, Butter Turner 7, I made the design for the shirt, but have had little time this past week to so upload you, so it for sale. This week we'll get double. Too, right? yeah, yep. all right. And we're also going to do a fuck Labor Day shirt, which is going to be designed um, and put up also this week. Sweet. Um, so yeah, those shirts are $12 each. It's a really cheap buy. Our, our podcast name is on each design. Uh, it's a nice way to support the show. We get a very small kickback, but getting our name out there, people are going to like these shirts. They're fucking funny and weird and out there, and it's just good for everyone. They're cool. Yeah. They're absolutely. cool. Absolutely. And, uh, and once again, uh, thanks to to Jay from Vermont Comic Con for coming on and talking, and and uh, we'll be seeing him uh, the 19th and 20th of September, and hopefully we'll be seeing all of you there as well, or at least those of you that live around to make it. Very good. So uh, we're going out now on Black Violin and their new single, Stereotypes. five, you know, 
different other people in there, they're thinking, hmm, to see what this guy's gonna do, let me like double check. Maybe they're not afraid, but they're on notice. In a way, it's like, you know, where in one sense, I wish that it didn't exist and I wish that I didn't sense, you know, that they were threatened just by my presence without even knowing who I am. Um, although I wish that it didn't exist, I'm, I'm kind of glad for it because now it, it gives me like a goal or gives me something to like try to debunk. And like the reason I smile on stage is because I know I'm completely crushing people's perceptions of not only what, um, what a violin can do or what music could possibly sound like, but also of what a black man is capable of. Is capable of.